0: This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history and save big with Go Digital at scanmyphotos.com. Welcome to Ask Maureen, where we cover historical image analysis, genealogy, and how to work with your family photo collection. I'm Maureen Taylor the photo detective, and I'll try to answer your questions. Good afternoon. I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. Thank you so much for joining me for my very first Facebook live. The reason for this Facebook live is that a lot of people wrote to me uh, in response to a survey. And I asked them what their number one concern was about their photographs. And so today we're gonna answer some of their questions. And if this is successful, I can see us doing it more often because my inbox is always overflowing with with photo questions. The number one question that I get when I lecture in person is, how did I become the photo detective? And so I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Uh, when I first graduated from college, I got a job working for a historical society and they hired me to do two different jobs, actually. They hired me to work with the genealogists in the morning and the photo collection in the afternoon. And the individuals that came to look at the photographs never went downstairs to research their family history and the people that were downstairs researching their family history never really went upstairs to look at the photographs. And I knew that there were filing cabinets arranged by surname uh, of some of their families. And so I would recommend that they go upstairs and look at it. So that's the short version of how I became the photo detective. I did that for a long time. I worked for historical societies. I worked for the New England Historic Genealogical Society. And then eventually I decided that I wanted to put together my two loves, which are photography, old photographs, and family history. And thus, the photo detective was born. And it really is an interesting job because every single day, I learn something new from a photograph that comes in for me to consult on. Or I see something at a photo show or uh, somebody sends me a link to something online. And so every single day, I learn something new about old photographs And then I try to use my genealogy background and my history background, because I do have a a master's in history, to try to figure out the other clues in the picture. So it's never ending. The number one question for an answer to the survey was, how do I tell two people apart in in two photographs? And a lot of people want to know that question. And certainly there's photo recognition software, there's even photo comparison software, which I prefer to use. But in fact, what you have to do when you're looking at two different pictures is really pay attention to all the details in somebody's face. For instance, do you have, like I have the Taylor nose, and I have blue eyes, and I have my grandmother's blue eyes. And by comparing my pictures, to pictures of other people in the family, then I can see who I resemble. Now, some people are a throwback and they don't resemble anybody in their family. And some people look identical to their ancestor. My husband, for instance, is a spitting image of his grandfather. And the people in the family who remember his grandfather always tell him that. And I'm not sure he's always really happy to hear that. Uh, it was a handsome man, but Uh, He does look exactly the way his um, grandfather looked at his age. So you have to pay attention to all the little details in a person's face, their nose, the spacing between their eyes, the spacing between the eyes and the eyebrows, the shape and size of the ears, the mouth, the shape of the face, the hairline, for instance, Um, a beard pattern for men. There's lots of things in a person's face that helps you compare them to another photograph. Another question that people had, um, the sort of follow-up or or runner-up question is, is it possible to identify a geographic location, either a state or a nation, with reasonable accuracy based on clothing? The answer to that is it depends. Now, I have a photograph of a woman in a very funny-looking hat, and when I use that in a lecture, and I'll share it on my Facebook page, When I use it in a lecture, everybody always laughs. But in fact, the hat on her head identifies her as a resident of Maison, France. And perhaps you've seen that picture when I've lectured because it's a great example of how, yes, in that one case, that photograph tells us exactly where she's from. In other cases, it's not so clear. And you have to pay attention to things that are in the background, where the photograph might have been taken. You have to think about where your ancestors were living. Because it's not just the one detail in the photograph. It's the accumulation of all the facts that you learn about that person and the picture that really leads you to an identification and where it might have been taken. Another question is one that is also quite common. So this person wrote in and said that their grandmother was wearing the same clothes or styles of clothes in the 1970s, as she did in the 1930s and the 1940s. How could the date of her photos be determined based on her wardrobe?" Well, in fact, that's the case. I have these pictures of my grandmother playing as a child, and in the background is her mother in a really long dress circa 1900. So the older member of the family did not update her clothes. And so to figure out when that picture was taken, I had to rely on the details in the background, where people were living, what the little kids were wearing, the type of photograph. Because a different type of photograph in 1900 than in 1930, for instance, or 1920, they look different. And so while if you just had a snapshot of that woman in that long dress, it might be confusing There may be many other clues in the picture that help lead you to come up with a date. Plus, you know how old the woman was, hopefully, although many people don't have a birth date for someone. But you do have a death date and and sometimes death information about how old they were. So you can estimate how old they are in that picture and then match that up with the facts that you know about the person and the facts you know about the photo. I would like to address another really common question, which is a photo album and what to do with it. So photo albums to me are really, really precious. And I love working on them. And just last week I worked on a photo album with a client and we worked on all of the pictures in the album and gave her quite a laundry list of things to still do. And basically a photo album tells a story. So the number one picture in that album tells you who's the most important person to the person who created the album. If you can figure out the identity of that person, then you might be able to figure out the identity of people in the second and third spots, the fourth and fifth spots. And I'm talking about 19th century albums here. 20th century photo albums often have uh, pictures on black cardstock or white cardstock and the impulse is to take those pictures off the page. And and I'd like to advise you to step back from the album and not take them apart. Because the order of those pictures on the page also tell you a story and also give you an idea of who put that album together. 99% of the time there's no information on the back of the pictures that have been pasted into the album. Someone wrote in with a photo organizing question, and this is one that's in the news a lot these days, uh, because there are all of these books that are telling us to declutter our lives and get rid of the things that don't bring us joy, that don't make us happy, that clutter our existence. So this question is about how do I downsize my collection? I have a cousin who actually has just downsized her collection a little bit. And what she did was send me all of the family photographs that she no longer wanted. And that's a simple solution. But it is also possible that you have photos in your collection of friends of the family. And they might not have those photographs and might be very interested in having them. So perhaps you gift them to them. The other Thing that happens is we have tens of thousands of slides that were taken by various family members on their vacations. I think that you need to weed that collection and get rid of photographs that no longer uh, that don't depict individuals. Maybe if you have pictures of a, of a historical society or a historic place, maybe they would be interested in those photographs. But many times, there is no home for many of those 20th century, that's 20th century overload. The best you can do is find a new caretaker for them. So, this is my first Facebook Live, and I hope that you enjoyed it. And this is my office, by the way. This is where I sit every day, in case you're interested where I work. I have lots and lots and lots of books. If you need more information on photo identification, preservation, or organizing please check out my webpage at MaureenTaylor.com and sign up for my newsletter. And if you're going to be at Ruth's Tech or the National Genealogical Society or the Federation of Genealogical Societies or the New England Regional Conference or any of the other places I'm going to be this year, please stop by and tell me how you like this Facebook Live. Now, all you have to do to sign up for my Facebook page is tap the subscribe button. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for watching and listening. You can submit your questions for future episodes using the Ask Maureen button on maureentaylor.com or through any of my social media contacts. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as The Photo Detective and on Facebook at Maureen Photo Detective. I hope you'll come back for the next show. Don't forget to send me your questions.